Hey everyone, welcome back to my podcast. It's me, Mercedes, and today we're going to talk about my birth story. So February 24th will always be one of my favorite memories, and I'm sure you're wondering why. That would definitely be because that was the day our son Cosmo was born. Our little universe came with a little bit of a struggle, but he was so worth it in the end. And I'm trying to think of where to start. So for those new uh, listeners out there who don't know my birth story, because I did also do a blog about it, uh, we'll go back three days before, so when I was 40 weeks and five days, so this was last February, so I believe it was the 21st-ish, 21st, I believe, so it was the Wednesday before, um, so I was hoping two weeks ago that would have been like the last time I would have seen my midwives, and sure enough that obviously wasn't the case, um, we definitely got to enjoy a little bit more time together, and mind you, to those listening, there definitely will likely be a few more TMIs in this podcast, so I'm sorry for that, but, um, so before my final appointment with my midwife, I had already made two sweeps, or had done two sweeps, sorry, um, and for those who are like, WTF is a sweep, well, embrace yourself, eager listeners, um, a sweep is actually in medical terms, a membrane sweeping. So this is usually done by your doctor or midwife, and they basically insert a finger around your cervix, hoo-ha, whatever you want to call it, because I literally, I do not judge. Um, And basically, the goal to all this is to separate the membrane around your baby uh, from your cervix. And so this is supposed to release a hormone called prostaglandins. And I'm sorry if I said that so wrong. I'm so sorry. Um, so basically, which this should kickstart labor. And this was not the case for me, guys. <laughs> I think at my last appointment, I was only maybe two centimeters dilated. Actually, I'm pretty sure it was a one or two, which really still is nothing. And I feel like I tried everything. Like, I tried tea, I tried hot food, I tried sex, I tried... I just feel like I tried everything that even, like, Google had to offer or my midwife had to offer. Like, nothing... Literally, nothing was working. So, back to my last midwife appointment, we sat down, and the first thing my midwife had said was, Okay, so let's talk about induction and... Seriously, guys, I didn't want to do induction at all. That was not what I wanted to do at all. So for anyone uh, listening who's been lucky enough to naturally go into labor, I literally praise you. Like, not saying induction was or is bad. I just wish my body kind of got with the damn program. (laughs) Like, okay, let's let's do this. But that wasn't the case. So, um... We talked about the process and how I'd be scheduled for that Friday, so February 23rd at 9 a.m. So I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, so I made my midwife's appointment. I was totally nervous, and which is a whole new thing to me. And I messaged my husband, Kurt, and explained kind of like what we are doing next. And I kind of 
tell he's a little annoyed with the whole idea because about, I want to say maybe like a month and a half before, we had decided on doing a home birth, so we had got everything ready, we had totally like cleaned our house, and even like moved our bed, like just to kind of accommodate the whole home birth situation, and you know, we really weren't for the hospital, like we really didn't want to go there, but um, so after that conversation, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to treat myself, so I took myself out on a uh, last supper or lunch outing, as you will, and it was sushi, in case anyone's wondering. I thought, screw this, I'm eating what I want, okay, and uh, before anyone gets judgy, let's uh, remind you, I was 40 weeks and 5 days, yeah, so that was not fantastic, but the sushi was, so... Okay, so um, so fast forward to Thursday night. This was the night before my induction. Uh, Kurt and I were watching. We actually watched Pocahontas, and it's weird because I still remember this like vividly. Like it's so crazy how fast time flies, and I can still remember just like watching that movie <laughs> almost, you know, at like one a.m. And yeah, like I said, like we. <laughs> Like I said, 1 or 2 a.m. We, we watched this movie and we had to be at the hospital at 8. So, honestly, ugh, like, what are priorities, really? And I think, like I said, we, like, we only slept for maybe, like, three hours. So, here we are heading into a, like, long-ass day. Like, maybe not as long as some bars, but, but long. Still relatively long. So we wake up at like 7-ish, we get ready, shower, I even went so far as to do my hair. Like I, I think I curled my hair, like, like the baby doesn't fucking care. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Get yourself together and go. So anyways, we, gotta, we get everything back. Everything's packed and we head, literally like the, like we're lucky enough that the, ten, the um, hospital, sorry, is 10 minutes down the road. So, um... And I kind of on I want to do like a quick shout out to Headwaters Hospital, healthcare hospital. They are fantastic. The nurses, doctors, everyone is absolutely incredible. Like I told Kurt, I'm like, this is where I always want to have our kids. Always. I don't care where we are. I just want to come back to this hospital. It was literally like visiting time was amazing. There was like it was 24 hours visiting time. Like there was no need to you know, anyone had to leave, like, if you need that comfort, that comfort was always there for you, it was fantastic, so, thank you, you guys are the real MVPs, seriously, so, anyways, um, we get all settled into this room, and at this point, I'm waiting for my midwife and OBGYN, so, I get dressed in this fashionably, uh, beautiful hospital gown, and 9 a.m. kind of rolls around, and I get introduced to Dr. Ume, who will be delivering my baby. So I also had my midwife, Stephanie, who is fantastic, there. And I also had a nurse. I'm pretty sure her name was Candy. I'm pretty sure it was Candy. And so Dr. Ume kind of explained, like, the induction process, because up to this point, I kind of only had like the midwife kind of introduction to it so uh, I mean I feel like that 
few days before it was kind of a blur too, right? So it was kind of like processing information, you can't process, okay, let's just do this. So doctor and they explained everything. So basically, I'm going to say around 9.30, Dr. Ume inserted, so it's kind of like a, it's a suppository, so it's called Cervidil, uh, and basically it releases prostaglandin, and it helps your cervix get ready for labor. So it kind of looks like a little tampon, and it's just inserted. Uh, it's apparently supposed to be inserted, I think, every 12 hours, but I think after... I think after the 12 hour mark or maybe near the 12 hour mark they decide to go a little bit forward and insert you with um oh i can't even think of the term oxy not oxycodone but something else just kind of get like everything a little bit going a little bit faster so anyways after that was inserted um i was able to get dressed again and walk around i was told to come back kind of around the afternoon and uh, they would measure my baby's heartbeat and check mine um so i had done that and around two in the afternoon i was feeling like slight contractions but like really nothing crazy like nothing i couldn't handle like it wasn't like you know stopping me dead in my tracks and i was like oh, okay i need to go lie down but no it was it was fine so um i had a nap while kurt kind of went home because like i said we were like 10 minutes down the road so he went home and let our dog out and everything and uh kind of around i'm gonna say around five so i got to so i slept for like maybe two three hours like three-ish hours around five um dr ume came back in and checked to see how far i was dilated which honestly guys i was thinking like i was nothing but i was about i think at the time five or six seven years so fantastic so dr ume said okay we're gonna break your water because now that you're a lot, lot you know a lot closer we're just gonna do this and I'm like okay cool honestly guys <laughs> breaking your water is the weirdest feeling ever I don't know how people naturally oh man just it definitely just feels like peeing your pants but I don't know maybe worse maybe worse because you're older and you just don't do that all the time at all even like <laughs> it just felt weird anyways so yay uh water's broken great we're progressing um but those, like, in, like, those, the kind of back to the contractions, like, those tiny contractions definitely started getting worse. Like, worse to the point that, oh, like, I didn't think they, were, they could get worse, but they did. They got, they got so much worse, guys. Um, they were flow, like, full-blown, like, kicks in the damn stomach. Like, I can't even... I don't know. I don't know how to describe this for someone who obviously never had contractions or even for like a male who will never have contractions. Like it's just, it's painful. It's painful. Like the only way I can really describe it is like a really, really bad stomach ache that you obviously don't want. So let's go forward to about 8 PM where I needed not just my midwife, but laughing gas. Like I opted for the laughing gas like prior. So I got the laughing gas, which is fantastic. And uh, yeah, because <laughs> this shit is hilarious. So it worked for, I think, a whole 45 minutes. And then thank goodness for the nice warm tub that uh, my midwife had set up for me. So like I, <laughs> that tub was amazing. I wanted to stay in that tub the whole process. Like I want my baby to be born in that tub. 
it was so nice. But I, like I said, like good thing, good things do not last forever. This was one of those good things that do not last forever. Because I think near the end, the contractions definitely started getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. So, um, I get back to my room and I think around this time, it must have been like 10-ish and I check and I'm about 8 centimeters. So, you know, I literally just want this whole pain and this whole process to be over and like, the feeling of like, oh, it was just so, it's not even like nauseating, it's worse than nauseating, you don't even want to throw up because, <laughs> anyways, um, like I said, the only thing I can compare it to is like getting kicked in the stomach, but even that, that surpasses this, felt like it was going on forever, so anyways, finally at maybe, I'm gonna say like 11.45ish, um, I was at nine centimeters so I knew okay it's it's go time so I pushed for almost two hours guys <laughs> two hours and I got to use the laughing gas which is actually kind of nice but I think near the end they kind of didn't want me to use it so much because it was like okay like eh, like we need you to have the energy to push and that's you know that's fair so um <laughs> my mom was there too and I told my mom and everyone like there's been times in my life where I've said this even in my head I've never really said it out loud but this was like maybe the one at time where it was like I can't do this and I said that over and over again even like when they said okay you need to kind of you need to get up and you need to release your bladder it was like I I can't do this I can't do this I just I can't do this and you know it was awesome because like I said I had my mom and had Kurt, and they said, no, you can do this, you can do this, you can do anything, like, you are fine, you can do this, so, I'm near the end, and I think I've done everything from screaming to saying I can't do this to pooping, yes, for all those who are listening, I pooped, and I feel like, I don't know why a lot of people don't admit that, like, I know it's, like, not the great thing to admit, but it happens, let's be honest, it happens, so it's okay to admit that, I think, like, <laughs> you just gotta say it, so I'm gonna say me about, it's about, like, 1.20 at this time in the morning, on the 24th, and Dr. Ume actually asked me, you know, since you've been pushing for a while, would you be okay to do a suction, and at the time, I didn't really know what, like, a suction was, and I didn't really know what, like, forceps were. Like, I obviously I Googled it, and, you know, at the time when I Googled it, it wasn't happening to me, or, like, you know, I wasn't even pregnant. It was just kind of, like, a curiosity. Like, oh, like, what? What entails this? Like, what? Why does this happen? And at the time, you know, you kind of, like, read a bit of information, you absorb it, and then it goes away. So, you know, I didn't really remember what that entailed, what that really meant, blah, blah, blah. But... We were so near the end, and it was like, I was getting so exhausted. Like, that laughing gas, man, oh my god, it just takes, it takes a toll on you. Like, do not, if you can just do it naturally and take deep breaths, deep, 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 deep breaths, do it. But, <laughs> I mean, if you do need a laughing gas, then do it as well. But this was, the laughing gas was <laughs> taking a lot out of me. Anyway, so I think Dr. Ume has seen that and was thinking, okay, well, like, 
you're so close. Like, there's no reason to be really doing, like, a steep section. Like, I am happy nobody really went that route. I think because he knew, like, you were, like, right there. But you just need a little bit of, oh. So, um, back to the suction cup. So, I agreed. Obviously, I didn't really know later on. I'm going to do another podcast about jaundice and kind of, like, why Cosmo had jaundice and kind of, like, a little detail on that. But I didn't really know, um... So anyways, I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do, let's do the suction cup. Like, obviously I'm way too tired. I don't know what's going on. I feel like I'm like tipsy, tipsy mode. Have you been in tipsy mode? That's what I felt like, tipsy mode. Like, oh, I kind of, oh, okay, not yet, oh, okay, cool. That's how I felt. So I'm like, yes, suction cup. So he is there the suction cup, like twice, guys, twice. Yeah, did not feel great, but you know what? <laughs> let's do it, let's do it. So. And it's weird because your body totally, I feel like your body definitely does release almost like a feel-good hormone. Where, cause I, I, as much as, like I said, like I delivered naturally, so as much as like I, I feel everything, but it was kind of like in my head, it was like, you know what, <laughs> you don't really feel down there, you know, it's okay, it's okay. We'll kind of keep you up here, not down there. Anyway, so, sorry, rambling on. Back to the suction cup. So, insert it the second time. First time didn't work second time I guess he kind of got a hold and it almost looked like a plunger kind of or like a kind of like a plunger and it was like oh tug tug like push tug tug and finally I don't know I want to say after the hundredth push I have tried it was like oh here here's his head oh okay stop pushing stop pushing stop pushing all I could hear from Dr. Ume and like oh. I'm like oh my god what's so so anyways, so I just had to deep breath and go the rest of the way. And it was kind of like, I guess, because of the umbilical cord, they were kind of scared. Like, okay, it's wrapped around his neck. Like, you know, you can't just be pushing him out. Just, right? Like, just go with it. So, um, stopped. <laughs> kind of dead in my track. Like, okay. And then did the rest. So. He was fine. It was good. He was out. He was on my chest. I got to see him and hear him cry. And, oh my gosh, it was, it was so emotional. It was so, so, like so emotional, guys. You really don't know until you have a baby and, oh man. But yeah, at like 1.30 a.m., Cosmo was here in, in the world. And <laughs> it was crazy. Even though, you know, I was getting <laughs> sewn up, or because I had the second degree tear for everyone who needs to know that as well. TMI, guys, TMI, like I said. So, for anyone who needs to really know, yeah, second degree tear. Um, obviously, not as bad as fourth <laughs> or third, but yeah, it's still not fun. And my mom even said, like, she's like, oh, I look like a bloodbath. Which is really disgusting, and I'm pretty sure my, I'm pretty sure Doctor Ume like pushed on my, my uterus, like my stomach. When you encourage him, he's like he had his hand all the way up there, and I'm like, oh good, great. And I was like, oh, everyone's touching everything. I don't want them to touch. You don't understand. Like you feel like you're, I'm not scared at all. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm not scared at all. Like I could do this again, <laughs> and I. You know, I'd probably really have a recollection of the first time, but it might just come streaming back to me because of the first time. But honestly, 
that's kind of what <laughs> has to be done, right? So, um, so even though, yeah, like, even, like I said, even though I was getting, like, sewn up down there, um, I was, like, so worried because, because, like, like I said, like, Conwell, I could hear him co- coughing up a little bit. He cried, obviously, when he came out, but he definitely was kind of coughing something up, so that was definitely concerning. So they took him, like, kind of, like, under in his little UV light bed area and took him down the hall to the pediatric ward. So I told Kurt, I'm like, just go with him, like, just make sure he's okay. So he went with him, and um, they were back, like, maybe 20 minutes later, and he was back in my arms, and we tried breastfeeding, and he latched on, no problem, and it was fantastic, like, it was, you know, <sighs> it was weird because I was, it was scary because I was definitely thinking of the worst because I was also, in my previous podcast, I talked about how I was a preemie, so I was really scared, you know, he wasn't a preemie, he was six pounds, almost seven pounds, so he, you know, he was still tiny, but he was reasonable size, but it still was scary to think, like, oh, like, what's going on with him, like, I don't, you know, this, like, fluid in his lungs, like, I don't want anything bad like that, anything like that to affect him. So thankfully, you know, everything was fine, and you know what, I'll be honest, there was a lot of things that in my head even prior that could have gone so different. Um, but you know what? At the end of the day, I literally wouldn't change anything ever. And I just also want to side note, if you uh, notice the photo icon that I have in the bralette, that's actually the bralette I wore um, prior. So the bralette I wore to the hospital, but kind of like in my process of labor, that's what I wore, and then I took it off and went into the bath, so after I came back from the bath, I basically was just naked, but before, it was kind of just like a significant thing to me, and, you know, it's just, it's just so interesting, because, like, like, why do we wear anything specific for an occasion, and that wasn't really specific, it was just comfortable, it made me feel so comfortable, and it made me think of home, and it made me think of you know, you know, this is just overall comfortable to wear. <laughs> and it was, like, I think all my other bras were garbage <laughs> after that point. This one was probably the only one I had that was, like, no, I could wear this every day. I'd be cool with it. But, um, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why that picture's there. So, um, yeah. And <laughs> I literally, like... <laughs> this story is so crazy I just feel like I'm sure there's other people who have like crazy stories like this too which is so great and honestly I would love to hear them and I would love it if you shared even my story and commented your story and even liked the story like that would be amazing and I would so appreciate it even even just like telling you that I pooped <laughs> like you <laughs> in my head it's like Thanks for listening to that. Hopefully someone else out there did too. Because lately I've been watching blogs where a lot of people are like, I didn't poop. And it's like, you're lying. You totally did. You're lying. So, (laughs) anyways guys. um, I really hope you liked listening to my birth story. As much as I really enjoyed telling it. Because this might be more of my embarrassing side. I might have more, but this is kind of definitely more of my embarrassing side, 
and I hope to hear your feedback on this because <laughs> honestly it was definitely an experience and anyone who's going through this experience you know <laughs> good luck to you but I know you'll be fantastic because your body's kind of meant to do this it can do it it definitely can and definitely never give up on yourself because you know you can definitely be strong through this whole situation this whole process and whether that is like a home birth or a hospital birth like I never doubt that you're less of because of the situation or if you had a natural birth or c-section like you're strong no matter what and the fact that you <laughs> carried a baby and then you know gave that baby life is insane that's absolutely insane and no one will ever ever take that away from you anyways thanks so much guys for listening and hope to hear from you soon anyways talk to you soon bye